Next on BYU Sports Nation, yo, another major departure for BYU basketball. One day after a legendary coach retires, the Cougars' leading scorer says he's out. No Yoli Childs and no Dave Rose. What will next season look like for Cougar Hoops? And the current most dominant team on campus at BYU brings home a three-peat. Prune the hedges. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, March 28th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with expert gardener Jerem Jordan. I I don't do a ton of gardening, but... My wife is like, hey, we need to mow the lawn twice a week. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Twice a week? Once a week will do. And, and my answer to a lot of concerns about something that I perceive don't need it is, are we entering a contest for this? In the case of BYU, they did. And, and they won. won. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, in fact, we'll talk to someone from landscaping, which is awesome. But uh, BYU, the, the Disneyland of collegiate campuses. I don't know if BYU said that about themselves or someone else said that. Because I'm not huge on the self-proclaimed kind of title. Like, you can't give yourself a nickname. That has to happen. Someone else has to do that to you. Do not, do not challenge Jerem Jordan and his ability to operate heavy machinery, including a no. bobcat. Well, I did. T- that's probably the funnest thing I've done as an In adult. the yard. Uh, yeah, it, I almost flipped it, but it was really fun. On today's show, he's going pro. Yoli Childs in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation takes you to a Final Four. Women's volleyball coach Heather Olmstead goes national and the aforementioned BYU 3P. Now give me today's BYUSN headlines. BYU basketball's leading scorer, first-team All-West Coast Conference player, Yoli Child, says he's leaving BYU, hiring an agent, and declaring for this year's NBA draft. Junior forward averaged 21 points a game this season, finished tied for 15th nationwide in double-doubles with 17. BYU football holds its final practice tonight of spring. Watch post-practice interviews starting at 7.45 Eastern time on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. BYU baseball opens a three-game conference series tonight against St. Mary's. The Batcats working toward what they hope is six straight wins overall. The Gales have won their last three and sit atop the WCC standings. And number 10 men's volleyball plays at Concordia Irvine tonight. The Cougars are 12-8, and eight, but tied in first place in the MPSF with UCLA and Pepperdine. All rise and shout. Stand for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. No more yoliness at BYU. The Cougars star forward says he's leaving a year early and going pro. Jerem, what was your reaction to Yoli Child's decision to do just that? Expected. Last year, after he dipped his toes in the waters and got some feedback, came back to BYU, I expected that he would play one more year. And we kind of phrased it that way all season. Um, He improved his points, rebounds, free throw percentage, three-point percentage, albeit by 1%, and steals from last year. A note, if he signs with an agent, and he has said that's his intention, and is invited to the NBA Combine, but is undrafted. He could come back to BYU if he wants. He would have to declare on the Monday after, by the Monday after. I don't see this happening. I think Yoli is gone, as were Eric Mika, who was invited to the Combine, uh, and uh, Elijah Bryant, who was not invited to the Combine. I think Yoli is ready to go pro. Um, But 
if he came back, that would certainly help BYU's uh, squad next year. We'll talk to him coming up and ask him if there's any chance he comes back. Um, I think it's great for him in the individual circumstance. I think it stinks for BYU. This is BYU's best player, clearly. I don't believe BYU will be an NCAA tournament team, as Greg Rubel puts it, and as you put it, until BYU grows old together, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the third straight season. BYU will lose its leading scorer early to go play professional basketball. Now, the intention of the previous two was to go to the NBA. So far, that hasn't worked out. Um, Yoli Child's athleticism, I think, is on par with a lot of NBA players. Is his three-point shot and his ability to go off the bounce good enough to get into the NBA? Um, we're going to see, and he's going to have a chance to prove himself. But uh, I don't think that if this continues to happen, that BYU will make the NCAA tournament for a while. You have to have your best players stay for a while. I'm not surprised in the least. I'd have been shocked if he said that he seriously considered coming back for his senior year. Even considered coming back. Because we all assumed, and we're correct in assuming so, that he was going to leave after his junior season. And I'm going to defend Yoli here a little bit because I know that there are some people that are frustrated with A lot of trend. opponents had a hard time doing this, defending Yoli. A lot of people are frustrated <laughs> with the decision of now three consecutive years, a really good BYU player to leave school early with eligibility remaining. But in Yoli's case, imagine not having to do homework and being able to work out full-time with NBA strength and conditioning coaches and really start to develop and try and prove yourself against the best of the best trying to break into the league. He's anxious, and he's a little bit older than everybody else, and he didn't go on. He's older than everybody else? A mission. What do you mean? Yes, and he wants to get paid. What you, he didn't go on a mission. What do you mean he's older? How many guys coming out that are going to be drafted are between the ages of 18 and 19? The majority. The majority. Oh, compared to them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's not yes. over here. Sure. I, no, no one's arguing why he would go. No, I'm just saying it's, people it's are frustrated, fr- but you got to understand. <laughs> I think everyone gets the individual the, circumstance. The window is small. Right. But, if, but, but why, why aren't we seeing this at other schools for – like if Yoli makes the NBA, it's like, oh, I get it. But the other two didn't make the NBA. So that's where the frustration is. It's like wouldn't Europe or even the G League be there next year? Don't you want to do something with BYU here? Does I, Yoli I know that he will? No. Does he know that he will get better by staying at BYU, or is his progress going to be faster if he leaves? Well, and, and there's therein lies a question: Is the player development at the level that it needs to be at BYU, or is it lacking? And that's why people are leaving. Can you have both? Can you have player development here that will make you a better pro while you're in college? I think that not playing for a conference championship weighs into this. What is BYU playing for right now? They're not going to the NCAA tournament. They're not winning the league. So what's the value of taking second and bowing out in the semis or even the title and playing in the NIT? I don't think there's a lot of value there. So I, I'm interested to find out what has gone into this decision. I totally get it. Like, if I'm Yoli, I bounce two. I get it. But as we're the ones left behind with the team next year, and we go, oh, man, if Yoli was on that team, like this last year, Elijah and Yoli and – and Eric, and it, w- it would have been awesome. That's an NCAA tournament team. BYU set for another major shakeup in the offseason. Okay, uh, now we look ahead. What does the 2020 version of BYU hoops look like, in your opinion? A veteran senior leader in TJ Haas, which all BYU fans should be very grateful for. You have a reliable, consistent scorer, distributor, ball handler. That makes Who else this a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. A veteran senior leader controlling the ball. 
And then there's the hopeful core of rising stars. Now you need a guy like Gavin Baxter to step up and be consistent with the departure of Yoli Childs. Now you need Connor Harding, who was put in a situation where he had to fast forward into game shape and being a significant contributor. You need him to take a sophomore leap. So with Baxter and Harding there, along with TJ Haas, what else is there? What can Nick Emery bring? Can he be a co-senior leader with TJ Haas? That's the biggest question mark to me, is what does Nick Emery bring back to the table for BYU to join the three that I just brought up? As far as post-presence, you've got Shang-Zi Lee, Colby Lee, and Gavin Baxter. What else is there? So Gavin Baxter and we'll see. Exactly. I think we think Gavin will make a leap. I think Connor Harding will make a leap. I don't know what we're going to get from Nick Emery. I, I think we know what we're going to get from TJ Haas. TJ could be a 20-point scorer next year. And do year. we know what we're going to get from Zach Selyus? Right. Uh, no, Dalton Nixon. No, right now. Um, BYU does have an extra scholarship at the moment, by the way. So they could bring in somebody else, whether it's a freshman or it's a transfer or a junior college. You know, we, we'll see. Dave Rose had mentioned that grad transfers were kind of hard to get in here. Um, despite a few of the last couple of years. I think Jesse Wade's your probably biggest impact newcomer next year. Core of senior leaders, or sorry, a senior leader, a core of hopeful sophomores, and then some senior question marks, right, with Celius and Emmer. Not an NCAA tournament team on paper, uh, perhaps in the NIT building. Significant challenges ahead for BYU basketball, which means more patience will be required, especially for whoever the new head coach is, which takes us to What's the Chance, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Mark Pope is the name that keeps popping up. The Utah Valley University head coach, former BYU assistant, did great things here. Jerem, what's the chance Mark Pope is the next coach for BYU basketball? 100% if he wants it, zero if he doesn't. I think it all depends on that. Um, and I don't, I don't know if he wants the job. If he wants the job, it's his, I, I would imagine. If I'm BYU, that's the first guy I offer. I say 30% right now because I don't know how much Mark Pope is interested in BYU compared to, I'm sure, plenty of other schools that are showing interest in him. He was in the mix for UNLV. They, offered, they took somebody else. The South Dakota State. Some people said, hey, maybe he goes to Washington State in the Pac-12. Well, they hired Kyle Smith from yeah. San Francisco. Right. So, so those, those openings are closing. Does he hold out, stay at Utah Valley for another year, and then look and see what happens in the future and potentially goes to a Power 5 school? Mark Pope's going to have plenty of options. He's got this glimmering uh, recommendation from Rick Patino on social media right now, and now all these other coaches are chiming in. Mark yeah, Pope's going to be yeah. able to go to a number of places. Is it BYU? I think it'd be a hotter candidate if he made the NCAA tournament. I, I think instantly, boom, he could make the jump, right? So I, I don't think like the year has happened yet for him. But let's ID a couple of other guys in the mix. In fact, we think these are the most likely potential replacements in no particular sure, order sure. after Mark Pope. Okay, Quincy Lewis, assistant coach the last four years, current interim head coach. Lone Peak High School head coach, uh, 03 to 15, extremely successful there. Has been an assistant at Southern Utah, uh, Utah Valley State College, and BYU-Hawaii before that. Um, I could see Quincy getting the job. I think BYU is going to look elsewhere first, but I, I could see where it comes down to Quincy in the end. Dave Rose gave Quincy some of course he did. nice words yeah. and a recommendation yeah. on BYU Sports Nation yesterday. Yeah. Next, Barrett Peary. 
a name that we've mentioned quite a few times the past few days. Head coach of the Portland State Vikings. He has Utah County ties, was a very successful coach at Payson High School. They played against BYU this season. He went to high school at Payson as well. Head coach at Southern Idaho and Indian Hills, assistant at Utah for three seasons, Arizona State, Santa Clara, before his last two seasons at Portland State, and he's enjoyed some success. Okay, also in the mix, Kevin Young, 76ers assistant coach the last couple of seasons. He was a D-League assistant from 07 to 16. In fact, he was the head coach of the Utah Flash before that. Um, Born in Salt Lake, age 37, kind of a younger guy. Alex Jensen, we've mentioned, jazz assistant coach. We think he's probably kind of too big time right now. Yes. Um, where he could be the Utah head coach after Chris Koviak or an NBA head coach somewhere soon. And then, of course, Mark Madsen, uh, our favorite uh, dancing Laker, right? Assistant coach with the Lakers. A lot of buzz last night with the Lakers in town because Alex Jensen, uh, obviously, with the jazz. Madsen there. Uh, did BYU talk to Michael Smith, who was there broadcasting? I don't know. So they... If Tom wanted to go to Vivint, he could have knocked out three different <laughs> interviews right there. Just to gauge the interest in person, not over the phone, gauge it in their eyes. Question of the day, what impact will not the coach, but BYU's leading scorer, Yoli Child's decision to leave, have on BYU basketball next season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Brian Yazzie answers on Instagram, no doubt it will have an impact on the team, but you need to move on and find players and rotations that will give you the best opportunity to win games. Hashtag BYUS and hashtag have hope. Here's, here's one insight into this. The nice thing about um, Dave Rose and the way he developed his players, and hopefully the next head coach can do this too, is Yoli Childs was a 9-9 nine and nine guy his freshman year, which was tremendous. Once Eric Mika left, all of a sudden that went up to 18 points. So the opportunity for the next guy, is it Gavin Baxter in the post? Uh, is is there to where, okay, he can make the jump. There's more shots and, and uh, more opportunities around. Yoli Childs is in studio with us next. Yeah, he's coming up. Coming up, Yoli Childs. Why was this the right time for him, and is there any chance he returns if he goes undrafted? What are his goals for a bright professional career? We'll dive into all of that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't go anywhere. The BYU Radio website allows you to stay up to date on all things BYU Radio. You can listen live by clicking on the headphones. If you want to know when your favorite shows air, click on the Schedule tab to see when you can tune in live. Did you miss your favorite show? Click on the Shows tab to listen to past episodes. If you want to take BYU Radio with you on the go, you can download our app right from the website. It's available for all smartphones. BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow we have a 90-minute BYU Football Pro Day special from the indoor practice facility. Watch as Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kapusi, Tanner Mangum, Dylan Colley, and others work out for NFL scouts. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tanner is not the only Mangum involved in tomorrow's Madison, that's right. He's been out a year, but uh, he's going after it. Mangum Connection. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to the show on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch it at BYUSN.com. As promised, our first guest of the day, one day after he announces that he is going pro and leaving BYU, Yoli Childs, back in Studio B. Yo, Yo, great to have you, you, man. Appreciate you having me on. Always good. Great to see you again. Uh, Let's start with... Why was now the perfect time for you to make this decision? 
hire an agent, go pro, and seek that professional career? Uh, you know, you can look at all the, the analytic things. Like, I've got really good feedback. I feel like I had a good year. But uh, at the end of the day, it's what I feel in my heart. And uh, I, I feel very blessed to uh, be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, now that I'm married, to be able to, to go through the temple and uh, to pray about these things and, and really just spend that time in the temple with my wife and, and ponder and pray and think about these uh, opportunities in front of me. And uh, just something in my heart knows that right now is the time. And uh, I'm just really grateful for all the BYU fans. And uh, it, it's not it's not a knock at BYU at all. And it's not, I, I don't love it here or anything like that. I love it here. You know, I, I love everything that, that's happened here. And I love my teammates. I love the fans. I love my coaches. Uh, but something in me uh, has a great feeling about now and what I can do to support my family. And uh, I, I think it's really just about your priorities. And, and BYU is way up there on my priority list, but the most important thing is, is always going to be your wife and your family and how you can take care of them. I think any frustration that would stem from you leaving early is that we won't, we just won't have you. You're a good player and we won't have you. Um, so what went into the timing of this? Because a year ago we sat here and I, I said, well, it's going to be a fun one more year with you. So I kind of felt like we had more one, one more year with you. Do you feel like you developed the skills that you needed to be able to go to the NBA? For sure. I, th I think uh, I've gotten a lot better at the things that NBA teams wanted me to get better at. But I feel like I have a tremendous opportunity in front of me to, to go somewhere, train, play against pros every day, and continue to develop those skills. And uh, I think the, the plan I have going forward uh, will help me a lot in developing. Your only homework is basketball, Yoli. That's a beautiful that thing. That sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> no American heritage to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yoli Childs with us in Studio B, announcing that uh, he will leave BYU and go pro. I know that an education and schoolwork and degrees and all that stuff is important to you because we've talked about it before, and I know it's important to your mom. So how do you manage all of that and balance it as you go forward, seeking to play professional basketball, but then still trying to pay attention to that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, part of the benefit of being a pro is that you can really just focus on your game and you don't have to worry about school and all those things. But it is important to me and my family that I get my degree and uh, it doesn't need to be something that I do in a year and basically be a student athlete. But um, I'm lucky that uh, in the day and age that we live in, I can take classes online and space it out and uh, over the next few years or so finish it out. It seems to be more accommodating than ever before for guys that are going pro and, and still want to do something Let's like be that. honest. When Jimmer was a senior, he didn't go to a single class. He was taking them online because <laughs> he, he couldn't could, He couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah, so this has been set up for a while, right? <laughs> Michael Orr with independent study. Like, yeah, it was in the blind side. Um, where do you see yourself at this time next year? Uh, this time next year, hopefully I'm on an NBA team contributing. You know, uh, I really believe uh, in my game right now, and uh, I trust my work ethic, and I trust the process of this whole thing that uh, I really see myself on our NBA team competing and uh, just doing something every day to help a team win. Now, I know that some NBA scouts and personnel have said to you, hey, we could utilize you as a three. Can you defend the three? Can you shoot the three well enough at that wing position? How do you feel like you stack up and, and where you want to fit into the NBA? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten better each year on playing on the perimeter. Uh, I was purely a center all through high school. I really didn't uh, start working on my perimeter game too much until I got here at BYU. Uh, I think at the next level, I would mostly still play the four. Uh, I'd be a guy that switches ball screens, guards the perimeter, guards the post, 
but I do see times where I could play the three, and uh, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Let's. The ideal situation is you're drafted, okay? Mm-hmm. But there was a new rule last year where if you're invited to the combine and you sign with an agent, but if you're undrafted, you could come back. Is there any chance you come back, or are you gone 100%? Uh, I mean, I think the mentality has to be, I'm a pro, I'm going to give this thing my all. I think when you go into a situation like this and you don't give it your all, uh, you're selling yourself short and you're not giving yourself the best opportunities. But I'm always going to just try to look and do what's best for my family. If I'm in that situation, then, I mean, who knows? It's it's just going to be uh, based off a of feel of where I can get better, uh, what I can do to, to really elevate my game and my stock and uh, take care of the people I love. Your mom is a rock star. There was an article recently uh, put out in a a local paper that kind of highlighted that. What was her reaction to all of this when you said, hey, now it's time, I'm going to go? She she just told me that she's proud of me and that she loves me. You know, um, I've been very blessed to to have the mom that I have, and she's just supportive in everything I do. Yeah, she she can see if I'm happy, and uh, if I'm happy, she's happy. You know, it was the same thing when I told her I was going to join the church. The same thing when I told her I was going to go to BYU and – she could see that I was happy and at peace with my decisions, and she was happy about that, and uh, it's always good. When, when mom's happy, you're happy. <laughs> oh, man. When, yeah. when wifey's happy, you're happy. Yeah. So it's happy good to have wife. those people happy. happy. You've yeah. learned some important things, Yoli. Right? Yeah, yeah. You've been married like a year, right? But you're pretty smart. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, what role, if any, did the departure of Coach Rose have on this decision? Um, I don't think it had too much of a, an impact on the decision. I think uh, it just more had to do with, where I'm at with my game right now and, and how I feel about uh, my ability to play at the next level. Who do you hand the, uh, the torch off to, if you will, now that you're leaving? Who, who are the guys or who is the guy that you say, all right, here you go, let's do this? You know, the, the obvious candidate is Gavin. That's my guy. Uh, but a lot of it will have to do with uh, who the new coach is and how they want to play and what system they run. Uh, if they want to keep the ball in, in the guards' hands more, if they want to continue to throw it in. But uh, it really just comes down to who's going to work the hardest. You know, uh, when, I was, when I was a freshman, people obviously saw that when Eric left that I was going to have an expanded role, but uh, it just comes down to work. You know, a lot of guys could have had that role and stepped up, but uh, it's all about the daily grind and just working as hard as you can. This has been a pretty wild week for BYU basketball, right? First yeah. Coach Rose, now yeah. you. Um, what's it been like for you emotionally as you've not only made this decision but heard, hey, Coach is, coach is out. He's retiring. Oh, it's been emotional for sure. Um, when Coach first said that, that he was retiring, uh, my instant reaction was just like was honestly really sad because he's done so much for me over these past three years. He instills confidence in his players. He makes you feel like you're on top of the world and – uh, I love everything he's done for this program, but seeing how happy he was just made everything okay. You know, he he seems like he has a little pep in his step, and uh, he just seems so excited to to almost have that burden off his shoulders. And uh, I'm I'm just so proud of him and and the career he's had. So that's been unbelievable. Part of it makes me laugh, thinking, wait, he's happy not to hang out with you guys, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, I'm sick of you. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, let's finish with this. There are some names out there floating around. Mark Pope, uh, Quincy Lewis. You have relationships with both of those guys. Barrett Peary, you played against the Portland State coach. Some names in the NBA. Um, 
if you could give advice to the players and the coach as they move forward in, in this new generation of BYU basketball begins, where, where would you start that advice in that speech? Trust. Uh, it all comes down to trust. And the biggest thing is uh, I, I trust Tom Homo, and I, I trust Brian Santiago, and I trust the decisions they're going to make in hiring a head coach. They're all great options. You know, Coach Pope recruited me in high school. He's an unbelievable guy. Uh, Coach Perry actually recruited me when he was at ASU. He's an unbelievable guy as well. And uh, Coach Lewis is, he's a rock star. You know, he's hes very spiritual, man. And he's really just a great guy. So you have great options everywhere you go. And uh, a really special team. You know, a group of guys that wants to work and that loves each other. And I just know they're going to support whoever comes in. And uh, it's really just all about trust. You got to trust the new system. You got to, the coach has to trust the players. And uh, if they can trust each other, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Well, good luck. We're excited for you. Hopefully you get that combine invite. That would help a ton in this process sure. uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think. And, uh, yeah, good luck. We'll be watching closely, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, yeah I need all that. Yeah, Thank you. It's been a fun three years. Thank Thanks, you. man. And Thank as a Copper Hills guy, you're my favorite. Guy. <laughs> my favorite. Even though you beat them for the state championship your senior. Come on. You've got a one-page essay due on how to uh, adequately hedge off of a screen. Well, That's you still have homework the, the next end three of weeks. The day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the next couple weeks. Yeah. Got to finish it yeah, out you strong. Got a few weeks. Got a group project of 103 pointers a little bit later. <laughs> Yoli, fantastic Thanks, stuff. Yoli. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Coming up, it's all about brackets. The final two spots are on the line in the Tournament of BYU Things. Going to the Final Four. And Lauren McLean is taking us between the lines. She's got brackets of her own and ping pong on the mind this month. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm Julie Rose. Next week on Top of Mind, if your therapist is seeing a therapist, is that a bad sign? We'll get an inside look at how therapy works with best-selling author Lori Gottlieb, who writes the Dear Therapist column for The Atlantic. And meet the new Barbie in a wheelchair with prosthetic limbs. Also, how to make sure you don't get struck by lightning. That's next week on Top of Mind, weekday mornings and evenings on BYU Radio. On the latest BYU Sports Nation uh, right now, Kiki Sano looks back at some of the best moments of the Dave Rose era. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and IGTV. BYU Sports Nation continues with one more look or listen at today's headlines. BYU basketball's leading scorer. We just talked to him, Yoli Childs, literally seconds ago walked out of Studio B. First team All-West Coast Conference player. Says he's leaving BYU, hiring an agent, and declaring for this year's NBA draft. Spent a lot of time pondering and uh, thinking about this decision. praying. Now he's ready to roll. Junior forward averaged 21 points a game this season. Finished tied for 15th nationwide in double-doubles with 17. BYU football holds its final practice of the spring tonight. Watch post-practice interviews starting at 7.45 Eastern time on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. And since this is the final practice, that's how many days until Utah again? Countdown to the youths. 154. Foe. No? 154. Yeah. Like fitty. Oh, fitty okay. foe. There's some play on words, though, too. A foe, as in an opponent. Yeah, vanquish the foe. 150 foe. Yeah. Away from the foe. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. BYU baseball opens a three-game conference series tonight against a foe. St. Mary's. Backcats working towards six straight wins overall. The Gales have won their last three. They sit atop the WCC standings. Also, it's uh, Major League Baseball opening day. So good luck to my Mariners against the defending champs, the Red Sox, tonight. 
Number 10 men's volleyball plays at Concordia Irvine tonight. The Fighting Sean Patchels. Cougars are 12 and 8, but in league play tied for first with UCLA and Pepperdine. Good luck. It's time we recap, Jerem, our own brackets. The BYUSN style. Hit it! The Tournament of BYU Fame. Yes, it is. And we are down to the final four for a few of our competitors. A couple of blowouts in the first two matchups in the Elite Eight. Really some disappointing performances when you look at it overall. Nobody likes a blowout. Stretch Y matched up against Beard Card. I really thought this would be closer. Stretch Y is powerful. 74% of the vote over 26% of the Beard Card. Down go the Beards! Then Cosmo wipes out Mission Trips 86-14. Whoa! That is, that is it. as big a blowout as we've had, I think. Cosmo's been a 93% winner and now an 86% I, Cosmo's winner. the overall number one seed to me. Cosmo's taking on Stretch Y. Woo! That's a 1v2. Probably. How much do you love the Stretch Y, the it. most noticeable icon and logo for all of BYU against... The logo you're wearing is my favorite BYU logo, though. The old school. Some people call it the beat digger. I don't know why. Um, because the cougar is digging out a beat of in the U. <laughs> I don't like, know. I, I, why beats? Beats are awful. <laughs> I don't know. Who's like Jordan High you, School is, for t- lunch, is taking a beats for the lunch. final two spots in the final four to join the stretch Y and Cosmo. Royal Blue takes on Stone Cold Silver. Oh, that's a that's a big one. We I'm need you to Royal vote. Blue. Come on, BYU Sports Nation. Have a say in this. You determine all of this. Second matchup and the final Elite Eight showdown. Caffeinated soda versus Cougar Tails. I have, oh, co- I have Cougar Tails winning this snap. one. Sugar for the win. But caffeine is a big deal. When you don't consume alcohol, caffeine is the the thing, right? That's the way we are here. Caffeine's Who's going like to be in the, the final four? The hardest drink available at BYU, and that's, uh, that's what's there. So yes. let's see it. We are one day away from solidifying our own final four from the tournament of BYU things. Let's stay with the bracket theme, shall we? March is all about basketball for teams and fans across the country. But for six athletes on campus, and now this is the second annual, March means it's time for ping pong. Let's bring in Lauren McLean. <laughs> What's up, Lauren? What's up, you guys? I could use a caffeinated drink right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. That's my vote to move forward. Okay. Caffeinated soda Twitter. over Cougar yeah. Tails. Have your vote, Lauren. Yes. Your, your voice matters in this. My husband is so disappointed that there are no chocolate. He said, why can't a cougar tail be chocolate? Why is it just maple? Tradition. He's, he's sincerely really upset about it. Okay. But, that's, but anyway. We'll take that into consideration. Take it into consideration, whoever makes those. And send it to the BYU Creamery for uh, further observation. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> well, Spencer, you've been involved in our Mayhem in March ping pong tournament Yeah, thanks before. for scheduling it when I couldn't do it, Lauren. Was I that bad? Yes. Okay. So we replaced you with Shep. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> really? No, of course you were our first choice, isn't it, Shep? But yes, these standout athletes from volleyball and baseball come together for the ultimate table tennis tournament. So you, you know how intense it can get. We had some surprise upsets uh-huh. and some matchups with a little conflict of interest. Let's go. Sounds like an episode of... Something on TV. Uh huh. So let's go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. 
Welcome to Mayhem in March. Ping pong like you have never seen it before. My name is Lauren McLean alongside Jason Shepard. Jason, what do you expect to see tonight? I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting a battle, quite frankly. We have six athletes from three different sports representing BYU baseball, BYU women's volleyball, and BYU men's volleyball. Lauren, should we get right to it with round one? Let's get right to it. Here we go. Round one versus Kennedy Eschenberg and Keaton Kringlin. Keaton, how much of an advantage do you believe it is that you have two names that begin with K and Kennedy only has one? Um, pretty big advantage. K's are wild. Let's do this. This is going to be the first two eleven. We're starting off quick here. Ooh, okay. You know, there's great back and forth, and then Kennedy kind of, kind of breaks there at the end of each point. But it is still great ping pong. Oh, oh, with some heat. Keaton does not go flex. easy on Kennedy. Oh, oh, he tries to go between the legs. Between the legs. And you know, it is. I don't know about that move, Ship, because Look, that's, she's on a run right now. That is a move that shows the ultimate confidence. Is that it? Was that okay. 11? Great game. Great game. And right. Keaton, Keaton Kringlin. Yes, Keaton Kringlin. Advancing takes. on to the next round. Round two with McKenna Miller. And this just in. Alex Asu, how do you feel right now? All of a sudden, I'm playing my fiance, and he's really good, so I'm nervous. <laughs> Alex, you're in a no-win situation. If you lose, <laughs> you lose, and that's you don't want to lose. If right. you win and beat your fiance, you also lose. The pressure is is on you right now. <laughs> Let's see round two. What are you doing? <laughs> Let the games begin. Now, I want to point out that last year, McKenna was in a very tight match with Brendan Sander from the men's volleyball team. She ended up losing at the very end, so she has a lot to prove right now. Looking for some redemption this year against her fiancé. Woo, and she is not backing down. Strong showing. Can Alex make a comeback? Oh. He does get the next point. Nine to six. Is Alex on the comeback trail? She has a little heat. They're going back and forth. She wins it. She moves on to the next round. She wins it, and Alex is safe. Let's move on to the next round. Round three, Jackson Clough versus Storm Faagata Tufuga, the reigning champion of Mayhem in March. Jackson, this puts a little bit of pressure on you. What's going through your mind right now? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I haven't seen the skills before, but I'm confident what I bring to the table. All right, let's see what happens. I don't know if Storm's aware of this, but uh, Jackson has his own paddle. But Storm did play with this generic paddle last year and won the entire thing. We've also determined that if Jackson were to defeat Storm, he would get an automatic pass yes. into the championship round. That is right. Six, five. Six to five. This is a tight match. Jackson going for Jackson. the win. Storm's not backing down, Storm. though. Oh. But he backed down. Jackson, Jackson is moving on to the championship off round. The reigning champion. Come have a seat here. What does this feel like? You've only tasted sweet victory in this tournament. What is this like to to lose this match? I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> it man, is what it is. It is what it is. The man of few words. Storm got to Fuga. But we appreciate the time, Storm. And uh, Jackson, congratulations. You're moving on to the final round. Next week on Between the Lines, McKenna Miller will face off against the ever-confident Keaton Kringlin. And who will face Jackson Clough and be crowned this year's Mayhem and March champion? <laughs> it is what it is, you Down guys. Down goes the champ. Down goes the champ, Storm. Oh. And you could tell he was really upset about it. <laughs> Competitor's a competitor. He looked very angry. He's like, he's like, anyway, bye. I got a question. How do you feel about losing, Storm? (laughs) 
You think I'm going to say good? <laughs> Ask me another it amazing question. I love it. Well, for the championship round, make sure you're watching next week and follow us on Twitter and let us know who you think is going to be the new Mayhem in March champion for 2019. Ooh, who are you picking, Jerem? I'm picking that guy from the Mayhem commercials. I think he's going to win. <laughs> he might, yeah, he might show up. You never know. I'm a car thief. What? <laughs> Coming up, Thanks what group just three-peated on campus? And Heather Olmstead is going national, coaching Team USA in Japan later USA. this summer. USA. How does she feel about the opportunity or the opportunity of her players playing for the U.S.? We'll discuss both. This is BYU Sports Nation. You can now hear BYU Radio wherever you go. You can have access to all of our programs anywhere, anytime. We're on Sirius XM Satellite, Channel 143. We're on an app on your phone. We're on the popular streaming services. And you can grab downloads of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. All of our programs, our live stream, and descriptions of every show episode are always available on BYUradio.org. Now you really can listen anywhere, anytime to BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The 18-5 BYU baseball team hosts West Coast Conference leading St. Mary's tonight in the first of a three-game series. Watch it at 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. That means the app or BYUtv.org. And listen on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Joining us now in Studio B is... A woman who is going national. Her name is Heather Olmstead, current head coach of BYU women's volleyball, and now the coach of the U.S. Collegiate National Team. You just got a lot busier this summer. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you're you're going to participate in a tournament in Japan May 19th through the 30th, and one of your uh, players will be on that team, Heather Nutting. That's yeah, pretty Head. cool. Yeah, she wanted to spend more time with me, so that's really <laughs> cool. So was, wow, love it. Coach, <laughs> let's let's do as much as we can together this summer. Her, her choice or your choice or Karch Christ? just choice. worked out that way. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to be able to represent USA. First and foremost, it's an honor. It's, it's, it's exciting every time you get to represent USA. And to be able to have that experience with Heather, I mean, it's going to be something we'll both forget. Or remember, not forget, for the rest of our lives. Hopefully it's not forgettable, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really forgettable. I mean, it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Heather Olmstead with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, walk us through the calendar of this all. So le- leading up, uh, the actual event, uh, how long is this uh, going to, to be? Yeah, so we took four of our players, current players, to the tryout a couple months ago, a month and a half ago to Colorado Springs, and that's how it all starts. you gotta, you got to go to this tryout. you got to compete with the best of the best in the country, and they've pretty much got evaluators there, and USA is watching, and they decide who gets to make the collegiate national teams that go represent USA. So that's where it starts, and we had four you know, great kids go and play and play well, and, and you're seeing come, some of those results with these two teams that have been announced with Heather and Kennedy. So there's your team in Japan May 19th through the 30th. Kennedy Eschenberg, as you mentioned, uh, World University Games in Italy in July. So another sweet opportunity for her. Yeah, so both uh, you have to be in college with eligibility remaining to make one of these teams. So Kennedy's going to be going to play in the World University Games, and that's going to be a USA official sponsored tournament. All those teams are going to have current – um, members of some sort of rosters throughout the world. She'll, she'll compete in Napoli, Italy in July and get a chance to, to represent USA there. And then we'll go take a team to Japan in May 19th to the 30th, and we'll compete against 
different teams in Japan. We'll get a train at the, the Japan National Training Center in Tokyo and get a tour over Japan. And it, both experiences are great. They're both uh, different, um, but both girls earn the right to go represent USA, and I'm super excited for them. Your last year senior All-American star, Ronnie Jones-Perry, West Coast Conference Player of the Year, she had a similar experience to what uh, uh, these girls are going to have with Kennedy and Heather. And she pointed to this and said, this was kind of a turning point moment for me because it showed me where my game is and, and where I need to take it. Um, what's the process like when girls are trying to take the next step? What type of competition are, are we talking about? here? Yeah, absolutely. We saw a lot of growth from Ronnie Jones Perry when she went and played with USA and came back her junior year and just kind of blew up. So you get the opportunity to compete against the best on your own team within USA and then against some of the best teams in, in the world. And so, you get to see the competitiveness come out of these girls. You get to see some leadership skills start to develop. You get to see some communication skills. You get to see them, you know, meet new people, meet new friends, and just kind of grow and develop. And that's what we're looking for, and that's what these girls are looking for as well, is they want to get more experience. They want to see, hey, is this something I see myself doing after mm -hmm. I play at BYU? Do I want to play professionally or play go for Team USA? And what these two teams are and the USA considers them a kind of a second, not kind of, it's a second tryout for the national team. So we're, we're evaluating as coaches and we're giving feedback to Karch Cry and his staff on how these young women have done within the competition and practice setting that we're allowed. And so it's a really good chance for them to be evaluated a second time, you know, from the tryouts they had a couple months ago. And it's been a couple of years since the senior national team had a, a women's player from BYU, and there have been several over the years. I mean, Alexa Gray was with Canada and whatnot. Um, describe to us, too, kind of, okay, post-BYU, what are the opportunities to either play professionally or for national teams? Yeah, the opportunities are a lot, just not in the USA. They can go all over the world to play professional volleyball. I mean, you name it, there's professional volleyball, except in the United States, obviously, and we'd love for that to change and for our players to be able to be given a chance, male and female, to stay home and play pro. But for right now, it's overseas, and they get a chance to go get better and learn from different coaches and different styles and cultures. And from there, the national team keeps their eye on these kids and, and asks and invites some of these players to come in their gym and train. And uh, you'll, you've seen a couple rosters going around this summer that USA is extending invitations for people to play, and, and that's kind of how they're keeping their eye on some of the girls they're looking for for the future for you know 20 and 24 and on beyond. And I guess Jennifer Hampson played a little – Professional volleyball, did she not? Yeah, and basketball. Yeah, so she's back playing VB. I think she's in Germany. I don't know for sure. I forget. But she's back in the volleyball uniform and wow. loving it. And, and uh, we're super happy for her and hope that she just keeps getting better and better. And uh, she's enjoying her experience. Talk about a world tour for Jen yeah, Hansen. Yeah. And for you, that matter, uh, as, as a coach. Um, so don't forget about us. Uh, tweet yeah, at us. For sure. Send us pictures. BYU Volleyball is on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's I, access. There's I need, access We there. need you and Sean to get on Twitter. That would be, that would be awesome. Is it going to happen ever? For me, no. <laughs> Sean might Dave, be. See, I, I, I think Sean has like a secret account I'll somewhere. just create a fake one for both of you, you know, and I'll tweet as if I was you. All right. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Let's give you some karma for a very exciting time and a busy summer. Ahead. Yeah, have fun with that. That would be Sean. awesome. We appreciate it. We're excited. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. Uh, coming up, how many points did Jimmer score last night? And was it more than me? Oh, boy. And BYU is good at a lot of things, Jerem, but they are the best at this for three years running. This is BYU Sports Nation. Women's volleyball? 
Thursday afternoon on Top of Mind, beards come and beards go and sometimes they come back again and people on social media get all excited when it's a famous person who grows one. Well, history tells us that there have been many beard movements over the past millennia and that these hairy manifestations reflect shifts in society. The Stories Beards Tell, Thursday afternoon on Top of Mind, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on BYU Radio. Shout out to today's guest, Yoli Childs. He's going pro, told us why now was the time. And Heather Olmsted, head volleyball coach for BYU women's volleyball. And she's now coaching at the national level once again. Good for her. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to watch video. Let's whip it. Okay, then. Yoli Childs announces he is leaving <laughs> BYU. For the Cougar whip around. Men's basketball. Yoli Childs announces he's leaving BYU with the intent to sign an agent and pursue the NBA. If invited to the NBA Combine and undrafted, Childs could, in theory, uh, return to BYU. He told us he's, he's going all in, though, to be a pro. Childs led the team with 21 points a game and nearly 10 rebounds last season. The crickets were amazing. Football. There, they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BYU football holding its final practice tonight of the spring period. Post-practice interview starts tonight at 7.45 p.m. Eastern, 5.45 Mountain on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Volleyball. Batcats host West Coast Conference leading St. Mary's tonight in game one of a three-game series starting at 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. That means the app or BYUtv.org and BYU Radio. Volleyball. Wait, didn't we just do volleyball? No. Softball. There we go. No, we we didn't do Oh, we didn't do volleyball? Okay. Sorry. I'm all over the place. Volleyball. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 10th ranked BYU men's volleyball plays at Concordia Irvine tonight. The Cougars 12 and 8 tied for first place in the MPSF. Now, this is big. Like I said, they're tied for first, Jerem. Yeah. They just need UCLA and Pepperdine to lose now. Yeah, well, they need to win, too. BYU's been bad on the road. Softball. Cougars play a doubleheader today at UTSA in San Antonio. First game's at 4 Eastern time. Swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen with the BYU Sports Nation Karma. Swam the 11th fastest 50-meter preliminary time at the NCAA Championships with a 19.9. He's not done yet. He'll swim in the 100-meter prelims on Saturday. Let's get a new center in there. We've had a couple false starts. The men's team begins playing the Goodwin Invitational at Stanford today, the site of BYU's 1981 National Championship, the Cougars' first national title for a BYU team in any sport. Lacrosse. BYU beat... UNLV 19-5 last night in Las Vegas. They take on Cal Poly tonight at 8 Eastern, also in Las Vegas. Jimmer! In his third of a potential 10 games with the Suns, Jimmer Fredette did not play in a loss to the Wizards. But Devin Booker still scored 50. Devin Booker has gone for 59-50. and 50. Not bad. <laughs> and yet a in lot fact, of people are good. still focused on Jimmer. <laughs> and they weren't last night. They didn't play. That's true. Today's rise and shout out a combined effort today, Jeremy. Goes to the BYU landscape management team. That's right. National champions. Uh, if you watched last year, you know that we talked about this, and uh, we didn't know that this is a thing that you could compete in. But Incredible. BYU's won three in a row. Incredible. How about, how about that? Incredible. How about that? Joining us now is team captain Alyssa Brown, who herself took first in the individual events. Oh, Alyssa, look at this trophy. What's welcome. Congratulations. That's some serious yeah. hardware. Yeah, it's it's really awesome to bring it home again. <laughs> that, that's a bigger trophy than the men's volleyball team has won in conference. I want to point that out. Also, we've got uh, Michaela and Greg involved. They got they got the check. So c- come on over here, guys. So you got the first place team trophy. See, this isn't as good as the individual trophy. That's for sure. And then uh, you got a couple checks here, right? So so. A total of four. A total of four for five thousand each a piece. 
One yeah. was for hosting, fifty grand. Okay. Fifty grand. Fifty grand. Wow. <laughs> can uh, can we have one of these checks? Would that be all right? No. Okay. Um, Good luck finding. I feel like Happy Gilmore now. I just want a big check. Give yeah. me a big check. Okay. How do you win the landscaping national championship? Well, I'll tell you, it really helps us that this might surprise you, but we're at a low risk to lose our players to the NBA. So, <laughs> so they play that really years, helps us out. Yeah. You're um, not going to hire an agent? <laughs> GoPro? No, I'm not going to comment at this time. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, it's really a team effort. You know, we have a lot of players, few or team members, I guess, few of them start as freshmen, but they – uh, come back every year, and they'll take on additional events, and we really work together as a team to compete and be ready um, because although, like you said, I won my individual event, so did Michaela, actually. We both placed first in ours, but what really matters to us is the accumulative team score because that's what lets us bring home the trophy, right? So. If anyone's been to campus – you can see the work for your own eye, like with your own eyes. It's it's incredible what you, you guys. I do. assume you guys are the ones that maintain campus, right? Well, so BYU Grounds maintains campus, okay. and we have a really good relationship with Grounds. So the, who are you guys? Then? We're the landscape management program. We're a program in You're the, the program. You're students. Yeah, who we're are students going into this. Yeah, so okay. a lot of people think it's a prize for having the most beautiful campus, which. We probably do. Which you do. <laughs> but, um, Which you do. <laughs> but it's actually a competition, kind of like track meet style. There's a bunch of separate events. There's 29 different Whoa. events. Whoa. Give us an example of a couple of these. Uh, so my events were employee development, and which is kind of an HR competition. Yeah. And my other event was landscape plan install. So you give you two hours and a plan, and you have to do everything according to construction specs. Gotcha. Michaela competed in sales and interior landscape design. Nice. So they're all timed events. We're competing against i think this year is about 64 different colleges and universities and tell us who took second byui <laughs> so that's Our why they won't wrote byu provo yes. yeah it's actually a pet peeve of mine <laughs> it's but it makes sense too. right yeah yeah, like, yeah there's some scoring difficulties yeah. that happen when they don't but. yeah they're like which byu yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well what's next now that you've won this competition and it's been a three-peat uh what's the next step we're going for, for four okay i mean right. we're just gonna keep going <laughs> do you have the squad that can win a fourth like you have the, oh, yeah. the juniors that will be. Oh seniors. yeah, we're all ready. Yeah. We've been looking at our our team for next year, and and we're ready to start preparing everybody. We're really excited. Well, very cool. What what building do you guys hang out in on campus? Uh, the life science building. The life science. Yeah, building. we pretty much live there. Is that the, is that the new one? Yeah, that's the new one on eight hundred South. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, <laughs> congratulations. Awesome. That's thanks, very guys. cool. Does uh, the hardware get? Uh, does does any of the hardware get displayed in the life science building now? Yeah. 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 It does. We have several of these hanging on the back wall. Of and course you do. This has a place in our cabinet. Um, you know, we're, we give it back every year, but it's kind of permanent now. So that's the Robert a... Callaway, uh, yeah, competition trophy, like Callaway, like the Callaway guy, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Perhaps. I Perhaps. like the, I like the swag that you bring in here. We've got several of We've these. We've got a lot. Don't ever change, we Alyssa. A lot of trophies. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever change. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Rock that. Yeah, congrats to BYU Idaho for uh, being second and uh, BYU taking first. So, congratulations, guys. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks. We look forward to seeing in here, you in here next year. All yeah. right. Okay, awesome. Well, let's awesome. go ahead and book it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Year out. Yeah, about a year from now. So, Greg, <laughs> Michaela, Alyssa, thanks for coming in. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for okay, having awesome. us. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. All right. Our question of the day. How does Yoli Child's impact on leaving the BYU basketball program affect the future? What's going to happen now? Brett Robinson on Facebook. What does he have for us, Jerem? He says, a very big impact would be a great opportunity for others to step up and shine, I'm sure, like Jimmer said. Someone would get the eight rebounds per game and 16 <laughs> points a game. I think it was 12. But <laughs> Baxter, Harding, Lee, and Emery will step up and shine. 
Yes, it is the senior leader, TJ Haas, a hopeful group of emerging yeah. sophomores. And then what does Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, what do they bring to the table? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Jack uh, Zumwalt on Instagram. It will impact at the beginning of the season because he was so big on offense and defense. But the new coach and the new system will kick in around WCC play, which will help give a chance to get the bid into the NCAA tournament and win it all. Hashtag blue goggle. Oh. Win it all. I would like to win the league as well. But getting yeah. back to the – okay, Gregor Bell talked about this. Getting back to the NCAA tournament, this team will have a chip on its shoulder perhaps two years in. I wouldn't be shocked. I can see the tournament. I can see the first four with these glasses on. Tim. Oh, I'd take the first four. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time, but not really. Conversation continues <laughs> 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. In the spirit of Brock Hale, shout out to Corey Snyder. They both hit bombs out of the BYU baseball park. See you tonight on BYU Radio, Cougars of St. Mary's, 8 Eastern, and tomorrow back here for BYU Pro Day at 1130 a.m. Go Cougs.